Hello and welcome to the 49ers First and 10 podcast, 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and I'm joined by 49ers team reporter, Lindsay Pilares, and a special guest on today's episode, Omar Ruiz from NFL Network. Omar, thank you for joining. Hey, thanks for having me. It's always uh, fun to talk 49er football, especially these days, let me tell you. Yeah, definitely. And to get us started, just wanted to share a happy Latino Heritage Month to our podcast crew here and to all of the faithful listening festivities get started today. Omar, how special is this time of celebrating Latino culture and football? Well, I mean, it's it's fun. I mean, it's nice to uh, be celebrated. And like I always say, you know, we celebrate our culture year round. But it, it's nice to get that acknowledged from, you know, the NFL community and and the greater, uh, you know, society at large uh, in America here for this particular month. So um, welcome into our world, what we experience year round. And, um, you know, hope you have fun uh, this this month as we kind of celebrate throughout the NFL. And, and I know the 49ers take that to heart as well. Absolutely. Lindsay, we've gotten to see some behind the scenes to what the 49ers are doing to celebrate this Latino Heritage Month. What's it like to see how committed this team is to honoring the diversity of their fan base and also their players? I think it's just a huge accomplishment for the 49ers, how much attention they give to Latinos and just so many diverse cultures. I think everything is celebrated in this organization. And I think in order to truly make progress, that's so important. Um, And they really like to highlight the Latino fans in the fan base, as well as just all the amazing creatives that are part of our own team. And you're going to see some really exciting pieces come to life over the course of this month uh, coming out of the 49ers camp. Lovely. So Omar, you took a visit to the 49ers training camp earlier this summer, and you got to see the beginning stages of this 2023 squad. What stood out from you from those practices and how did things materialize for the 49ers in the start of their season? Well, I mean, they, they were impressive. First of all, that's the sort of um, the image of them is what jumps out and the Christmas with which they practice. Um, they're one of those teams that I think John Madden used to call them the, the get off the bus team, the people that, you know, you get off the bus and they, they're not even in pads yet. And they look like impressive uh, football team. And that's what the 49ers are. And those were my impressions of them in training camp. And and they all came to life uh, in Pittsburgh on Sunday and to see them operate with such efficiency and physicality and the complete buy-in of the team. And I know we've talked about it uh, all week long, really the 65 yard Christian McCaffrey run, not only highlighting his phenomenal talent and his commitment as a student of the game and what he brings as an exceptional athlete, but the full commitment of the team uh, with Brandon Ayuk, who already had two touchdowns and was the star of the game already, springing the big block for McCaffrey and then Ray Ray McLeod crumbing, you know, cross field 70 yards to get McCaffrey into the end zone just shows that total buy-in, that team culture, the selflessness that this ultra-talented team has And that's what championship teams are made of. Yeah, definitely. Energy was high during training camp. Energy was high during week one at Pittsburgh. But Lindsay, bring us up to speed now. How has the team carried that energy into their practices ahead of Rams week? I think one thing that the 49ers do really well is that they operate, I think, at a cool 70, despite being so excited about the accomplishments that they had in Pittsburgh, a really dominant team win 
plenty of complimentary football going on. They recalibrate. And again, we are restarting the one game season because that's really how they look at it. And I know there is a ton to talk about in terms of the 49ers Rams rivalry and that eight straight regular season wins that the 49ers are carrying into this game. But they're not thinking about that. This is one game in front of them. They'd like to get another win in. It's their first NFC West opponent. And that really is the mentality. There's a lot of familiarity with these teams. So that adds a little bit of a competitive edge to it. But what happened last week happened last week. We've heard that from several players in the locker room. Nice. So, Omar, you spoke to running back Christian McCaffrey after the 49ers week one contest in Pittsburgh. And you guys talked about how well the faithful travel, even to a stadium across the country. So we've seen the fan base take over SoFi. That's a quick flight down the state. What are you expecting from the 49ers fans in week two? Oh, I'm expecting it to be a lot of red there at SoFi Stadium and for them to be loud and proud like they typically are. And and I think, you know, you got to remember that, you know, obviously the, the dynastic teams of the 80s and, and into the 90s a little bit for the 49ers created fans all over the country. And, and yes, there are incredible fans in the Bay area that make those trips, but there are 49er fans everywhere in, in, in Southern California, no different. So you'll get a lot of fans that live there in Southern California. A lot of people that became fans of the 49ers when the LA teams left for 20 years, um, teams that grew up with football, falling in love with Joe Montana and Jerry Rice that live in Southern California. So that's why you have that overwhelming, amount of fans there that take over that stadium. And I would expect it not to be any different uh, this time around and and for it to be, you know, I mean, probably well more than 50-50 given the preseason expectations for what the Rams were supposed to be. Now, obviously they showed a lot better than most people thought they're in Seattle. And I'd expect them to be a lot more competitive this year than what most prognosticators picked them for, but it should be a great atmosphere, great environment and the faithful well-represented yet again. It's an NFC West battle. Lindsay, you mentioned it a little bit. Can you speak to how colorful this rivalry is? What's the backstory leading into this week two matchup? Yeah, I think it's got a lot of layers to it, right? You have head coach Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay that are friends, have coached together. They both come from the Mike Shanahan coaching tree. You've got the in-state NorCal versus SoCal rivalry. You've got so many players in place on both teams from Matt Stafford to Aaron Donald and then Fred Warner, George Kittle that are just staples of this team. Everybody knows each other very well. That familiarity is probably, I think, the biggest piece of this rivalry that it comes down to execution and the head coaches out scheming each other, which I think is always just a fun chess match to watch. So there's a lot of things at play in this one, and I'm very excited to see it all play out on the field come Sunday. Head coach Kyle Shanahan shared earlier in the week that He didn't recognize some of the names down the Rams roster. So, Omar, who are some players the 49ers should expect to face in this matchup that aren't the Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald? Well, Puka Nakua is somebody that they were talking about the entire training camp long. And then here he comes out week one, 10 catches, 100 plus yards, and really was the star of the game. And he's somebody that, um, you know, you, you kind of figured he might splash, but to come out week one and do what he did was was rather impressive. And I think it says a lot about this team where even for me, somebody who's been around that team, just like I've been around the 49ers, been around the Rams a bunch, and there's a lot of optimism there quietly. 
uh, about this unit. A lot of comparisons to the 2017 Rams team when Sean McVay first got there. They're coming off that disappointing 2016 season. They fired Jeff Fisher. There weren't a lot of household names yet. Aaron Donald, of course, Todd Gurley. But they had a lot of good character pieces, and they became a playoff team. And there's a similar feeling heading into this year's squad for the Rams now. For me, I thought you were still going to have to get Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, and Matthew Stafford to play at an elite level for any of that to be possible. And so when Cooper Cup went down before the season, I thought, okay, well, it's going to start to unravel. But when you have a guy like Puka Nakua step up and a lot of younger players on that team that aren't household names yet, but certainly prove they can play last week. It's going to be quite the challenge for the 49ers. And it's going to be a challenge for quarterback Brock Purdy because it's his first time facing the Rams. Lindsay, how comfortable is he game planning for week two? Yeah, so it's interesting because it's going to be his first start in Southern California, first start versus the Rams. But Brock Purdy was actually game planning for the Rams twice last season, and that's something you don't really talk about. And he did mention it in his press conference yesterday that he's finally excited to cross that off the list because to prep for something and then not actually get to execute on the field. And that's, of course, because in weeks four and week eight, he was the backup behind Jimmy Garoppolo at the time. So it's exciting for him to be able to go out and see it play out and get his first shot at the Rams. Definitely. And the 49ers have a pick six in four straight seasons against the Rams. So, Omar, do you think the San Francisco can extend that streak to five on Sunday? And if so, which 49ers defender is taking it to the house? <laughs> That's a good question. I think I think uh, Fred Warner might might jump a little uh, in route and kind of make up for the drop he had last week that he was uh, upset about. But he said he made it up with the, the tip to Talanoa Hufunga. So I'd pick Fred Warner. But I want to go back to, to Brock Purdy here for a second. And that's, that's the matchup I'm looking forward to because we've been talking about Brock Purdy, obviously, since he first made that debut. And what it seems like he elevates every game, every challenge, he answers the bell. And obviously, the first time going against the baddest man in football the last five or six years in Aaron Donald. So it's that other, you know, that last, it seems like if you in the old video games, I don't know if people remember Super Mario Brothers, but you kind of yes. pass the levels and you get to the <laughs> final chapter you know the big turtle throwing all those things above the lava and everything like that like that's Aaron Donald and and Brock Purdy has responded to every challenge and I'm excited to see him uh rise to the occasion yet again and, and give his best shot against Aaron Donald it should be a fantastic matchup but that defense you, know, you mentioned you asked about you know the, the the you know pick six opportunity Fred Warner knows for the football always always around playmaking he'd be the person that I'd suspect to continue that streak if they're to do it. All right, so we got some fun predictions from Omar. Lindsay, do you have any bold predictions for this week two matchup? I mean, the last time that the 49ers were at SoFi Stadium, it's now been called the Christian McCaffrey game. So I think we get a follow-up performance from him. I'm not sure exactly what's going to play out, but as we've seen, he can run in a touchdown, he can throw a touchdown pass, and he can catch a touchdown pass. I'd assume... At least one of those will happen on Sunday. So that's my bold prediction. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting game this weekend. Faithful, tune into the contest this Sunday. The week two matchup is set to kick off at 1.05 p.m. Pacific time on September 17th on Fox. But that will do it for today. Thank you so much, Lindsay and Omar, for joining me in this update. Don't forget to follow First and 10 on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to turn on the notifications so you're in the know when we post any breaking news updates. 
And thank you, Faithful, for tuning in. Bye.